Hey guys, it's Alrod again, and today I'm going to do a podcast on Jethro Tull. This is a special request from my husband, and so I did a lot of research on this uh, band. I think you'll like it. Stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Alrod. Let's get started. Jethro Tull were a unique phenomenon in music history. Their mix of hard rock, folk melodies, and blues made them unique. The main band members included, of course, Ian Anderson, Alex Rockner, Nick Abrams, and Martin Bear. There were actually around 20 more members that came and went, but there are just too many to list. The group had its roots in British blues from the 60s. In 1967, the names I mentioned earlier were the people that were in the band. They began playing two shows a week and tried different names, but they couldn't find a name that they really liked. Finally, they decided to go with Just Roll Tall. And this name was borrowed from an 18th century farmer inventor. It was their booking agent who gave them the name. He was a history buff and he thought that name fit. In 1968, they cut a pop folk single called Sunshine Day. It was released by MGM Records under the misprint of Jethro Toe. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? What a name. Anyway, the single went nowhere. However, the group was starting to become popular at a club where they played in London. Ian Anderson's antics on stage, you know how he jumps around with the flute and he wears that ragged overcoat while he plays the flute? That really created an audience and people loved it. I know I loved it. It's so unique. They actually opened for Plink Floyd in 1968 and landed a recording contract. The group also would play at festivals and their sound kept changing as time was moving on. In uh, 1969, they recorded Living in the Past and here it is. It hit number three on the British charts. They had a second album stand up, which reached number one spot in England. Enjoy living in the past. Unfortunately, I do that all the time. Or worry about the future. I just love their uniqueness. You know, 
as I've said many times before, how music brings back so many memories. Jeff Dotal reminds me of my cousin Joey, who passed away five years ago, or I think it was around five years ago. So it's kind of a bittersweet thing to hear the music because I, um, I think of him. He really liked Jethro Tall. In 1977, David Palmer joined the group and increased the band's success. Their album, Sweet Dreams, rose to number seven in England, and their next single went to number four. And it's called The Witch's Promise, which I do not like the name, but I like the music. So I'll play a little of it. So folksy, that's what I like. love his voice. reached number 11 in America and included Teacher, and I'll play that now. And also, Sausage, You're a Woman was on this album, but I'm not playing that one.
this is teacher. Isn't Jethro Tall a cool name? It really is. Unique. gave them the opportunity to perform more on stage. Okay, then finally they had their most popular, awesome, most important piece of work. And that was Aqualung, and here it is. I'll tell you what the song is about shortly. With this song, Ian Anderson found the voice he was looking for. Aqualung reached number seven in America. Have you ever listened to the lyrics? Have you ever wondered what Aqualung means? Did I just say that? Please listen to the lyrics. Still remember the December's buggy breeze. When the ice that clings onto your bed, it was screaming agony. They 
Okay. Aqualung is a device trade name for a self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, like scuba diving equipment. I'll give you the song facts in a few. Sitting on a puff bench. Aqualung deals with our reaction to the homeless population. Ian Anderson wrote the song and he called it a guilt-ridden song of confusion about how we as people deal with the homeless and beggars. And I really respect him for pointing this out. It's like our reaction of guilt, distaste, awkwardness and confusion all of the things we feel when we walk by or drive by a person standing in the corner um, who's homeless basically confronted with them he says you see someone who's clearly in desperate need of help so you grab a few coins or a dollar and give it to them then you blank them out because you can't allow yourself to think about them because it depresses you and you don't want to deal with it. And the more we live in this business-driven 
society so commercialized, the more we cease to see the homeless who really need help. And I thought, wow, that is so incredible. And he wrote that in the 70s. And here it is, 2020, and it's still the same. You know, it's interesting. I, um, I see a lot of homeless people with my job. And it breaks my heart because there are really a lot of young people. I mean, I'm talking in their 20s. And I used to give them money, but I know that they do use it on drugs or basically alcohol. But the thing in my mind is how, what brings them to that point? I mean, I know if they're addicted to drugs, that's one thing, or maybe a lot of them, I've been told, have schizophrenia. But I saw this one really young guy, uh, I was in Denver, and he saw me go by and he was so kind and he said hello and I said hello and he said how are you and I said fine how are you and he said fine and he goes have a good day he was this gorgeous looking young kid sitting there in the corner and I could tell he was on something and I thought what brings people to that point you know um we can volunteer and give them things. There's so many different reasons. Um, but I have another funny story. I was in Nashville and I gave this woman a couple of dollars and she threw it back at me. <laughs> and she goes, I don't want that. And I'm thinking, really? You want a hundred bucks? What? You know? <laughs> anyway, um, anyway. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to bring this down. We're going to continue on with their great music. I want to add that there is an interesting fact about the album cover of Aqualung. It is actually Ian Anderson. He is wearing his old overcoat and an artist painted the cover and the result was Anderson looking like a haggard, which fit the album perfectly. After Aqualung, he had even more hits and I'm going to play one now and here's Locomotive Breath. It was another hit for the band in 1971. He said when he wrote this song, he wasn't deliberately setting out to write anything in particular, but it evolved and it's about so many people 
crowding this world and this planet. People in crowded space. Oh, so cool, right? Oh, oh, oh. Great song. Then in nineteen seventy four, they had the hit Bungle in the Jungle. I was in the sixth grade. No, I wasn't. I don't know how old I was. Anyway, I was around 12 or something. Because I know you're really concerned about that. In the jungle. 
in the jungle. It's all right by me, yeah. Okay, then in 1977, they had to hit the whistler. This song is from the album Songs from the Wood. And the album cover is really cool. It looks very Lord of the Ring-ish. Like, like he's in the Shire. I just love the flute. So I'm going to wrap it up. Ian Anderson lives on a farm right now in England where he has a recording studio and office. He has been married for 40 years to his wife, which I find absolutely incredible in that industry. His wife is an act active director of their music and other companies. And guess what, guys? Jethro Talk is actually touring 2021 and 2022. I don't know if he's coming to Michigan, but he is touring in the United States. If he comes to Michigan, I would love to go. John and I will go for sure. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed my podcast on Jethro Tall. Thanks for listening again. It is time for Elrod to sign off.